Protect your wooden clarinet and get the most out of your reeds with Bovada two-way humidity control packs. Watch until the end of this video to learn more. Then head to bovadainc.com and use code CLARINET at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase of Bovada products. I'm here today with Guy Balbert, who is coming to us from Belgium. Guy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And so Guy is with Bovida Inc., which is a product that many clarinetists, I'm sure, are using, which is the two-way humidity control pack that looks something like this if you're using them for your clarinet, um, or if you're using them in your reed case, it probably looks something like this, nesting in there amongst your reeds. So we're going to talk all about the history of that product today. We're going to talk a little bit about how to use it, you know, why to use it, um, how often to change it, all those sorts of things. And uh, it's really, really fascinating to me because this is a, one of my you know, favorite products to use, not only with the clarinet, but also with my guitar. And uh, it's a really great innovation. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. I have two cats now, kittens, and my wife just went out for a little bit. So this means that there could be surprise purring throughout the episode. We could have a cat jump up on my... Oh, oh uh, Sean, you're not alone. Oh, I, really? he's, he's He's downstairs in the living room, but <laughs> if he hears it's a podcast, he's going to yeah. make an appearance. The more serious the call, the more likely I am to get attacked from behind <laughs> with claws fully exposed. And uh, I was on a video call the other day with someone, and they couldn't actually see my face because I was screen sharing. And suddenly I just... <gasps> <laughs> is everything okay oh yeah sorry i just got attacked by a wild animal in my house which is a new experience for me <laughs> haven't had cats for 20 they're years lovely so to have they're lovely to have sometimes <laughs> so Guy, let's talk all about bovida so first of all what is your day-to-day -day role at the company and how'd you get involved oh I, I got involved this is this is now about six years ago at one point i got involved uh on a consultancy basis um, they needed to figure out the size of this market and they needed to figure out, you know, what the best routes were uh, for, from a marketing standpoint and a, commun a communication standpoint, how they could actually uh, get into multiple music markets, meaning uh, band and orchestra and then the traditional more modern type of music. And I've been in the industry for Ah, now I'm going to tell my age, uh, <laughs> about 30 years um, in, in various roles, always uh, as a vice president or a senior vice president, uh, mainly global roles. And at one point I was the uh, marketing uh, business director for Ernie Ball and my colleague who's based uh, in the New York area, he, he had a similar role. Uh, for the Dario. So at one point, they, uh, after our consultancy round, they decided to literally have a department, a music department at Bovida. And uh, we were both assigned, which we've been doing for five years uh, with a lot of fun. That's really cool. And it's, it's great that they expanded into music products because i know originally they focused kind of on cigars and things do you know kind of yeah. what was the push for that like did they did they somehow discover a violinist somewhere with one of these in their case and went whoa wait a minute this is a this is oh a man it, it, it it's so diverse and, and and that's also for us the fun part so they started with cigars and it, it it's pretty obvious right you have a humidor even if you're not a smoker i'm not a smoker but i know about it um tobacco tastes different if it's dry, 
right? So it's a taste thing. Um, and people are paying a lot of money for certain cigars, so they want that taste to be optimal. So at one point, this product uh, was invented, and it, it, it's the only product in the market that is two-way, right? Meaning if it's not human enough, it's going to add water, uh, which is purified water, by the way. And if, if, it's, uh, if it's too humid, it's going to take it away. It's a nifty uh, little trick, actually fairly hard to do, uh, but there's only natural ingredients in there. So there's, there's purified water, there's saturated salts, and there's a bit of glycerin. And based on, on the mix or the formula, they can pinpoint an average percentage of humidity in a, in a, in a closed environment, right? So there's, there's humidity levels that are optimal for cigars, which is how they started, and, and today they're, they're definitely the market leader in that segment. And then something fantastic happened in the US and in Canada, the legalization of cannabis. <laughs> Which, well, you know this, Sean, I, the, the day Canada got legalized, I was in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a radio station, uh, I mean, a fairly alternative radio station that was doing gigs. And uh, I got invited to, to look at a bunch of punk gigs and it reeked of cannabis. <laughs> and uh, we came outside and... McDonald's had actually put food trucks all over Toronto and they were giving out free hamburgers. It was fantastic. Good marketing play. <laughs> yes, it was a, definitely a marketing play. But the, yeah, I seldom so, uh, saw so much happiness in one city in one night. <laughs> well, it's, it's so smart then because like it's on the surface and this is, you know, Musicians need to think more this way too. Like you've got a product, a musical product. People think, oh, I can only play it when someone calls me to play a gig. You can open up and play house concerts. You can do like, look for new markets, right? I mean, we had a cigar company. They could have very easily just stayed in cigars, but it's so brilliant to be like, let's move this to music. Let's say cannabis. I saw something about spices on the website. It, it, it kind of got, it gets directed by, by customers really. Yeah. Um, so at one point, with, it was the same with cannabis. One, there's, there's uh, we always say, save the terps. Uh, so the, there's a taste thing going on as well. So if you have it at a certain humidity, the taste is, is, is going to be better. But for medicinal use, actually, um, if your cannabis is too dry, there's, a, there's bugs that come and live on it. And it suddenly turns into a health hazard. So they kind of went into that niche market. And as, as far as I know, we're pretty much market leader there as well. Um, then people reached out for food. I mean, there's certain areas in the world where uh, actually I was in Canada. I was visiting Canada in the summer. And, and one of the people I met says, I put these packs in my sugar because otherwise my sugar turns into this hard lump. Um, put the sugar, uh, put it, uh, I mean, a, a normal pack in, in the sugar, like a thing like this. Um, and he puts it in the sugar and it's always, according to him, uh, nice. <laughs> no, that's so true. And, and certain places are just so dry. But, but so other cultures and sort of cultures, countries, <laughs> they are so moist and humid. So yeah. if, if you're having the opposite problem, what I love about these things and what's so cool and innovative, I guess, is that 
it fixes that problem too and it just keeps it level kind of no matter what yeah uh, uh, what i'm seeing here of course I'm, I'm i'm fairly far off but when i was speaking with uh the canadians uh i was at long and McQuaid, and then they they have a music chain uh there's about 120 stores now and i was talking to their staff and they said well wow winter uh, everybody gets scared because it gets so dry around here um, and, and, and people end up with cracks in their instruments. I mean, regardless of what it is, I, last week I was talking to somebody from Sweden where he says, I've got my clarin, my clarinet in there. And, and you would assume it's hardwood. It doesn't crack, but it does. So, so all these places need, need something, uh, to handle that humidity issue. Um, I've definitely seen uh, a change in humidity levels in Europe. I mean, in my kitchen, uh, I'm a guitar guy, you know, so I have a, a humidifier in there and I got a, a leveling thing in my kitchen. It was normally 48, 50% humidity, pretty much ideal. Uh, in the last four years, I'm always up to 65, 66 uh, when I went into stores in the south of England, uh, I could see numbers going in the high 70s, which is surprising. Europe was never so humid. We almost need like a big, I don't know, chair size, one of these you can just place on the floor somewhere. It <laughs> does the whole room or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I, I mean, that's where we hit limitations. It, it's, it's the size of, of, of the container, right? It, it needs to be pretty airtight. If it's a bag or a case, that's in both cases, that's, that's no problem, but it, it needs to be fairly airtight. Uh, so the thing actually uh, turns into its own little biosphere and then the packs can do uh, perfect work, but, um, it, it, it gets harder if, if it's a bigger instrument like uh, next week I'm, I'm in Italy going to uh, Salvi harps and they, they make harps right that's a big instrument right uh, so we have to come up with nifty ways that are not very consumer friendly I mean there's there's bigger packs and yeah almost bigger volume uh, you know. makes it yeah bigger volume makes it, makes it more challenging but for most instruments uh, bows, reeds, guitars, mandolins, ukuleles, uh, clarinet, oboe, all of these things. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, we can do a cracking job there. So for most people listening, I mean, in the past, we have all probably had experience with those little dampet things or whatever else that kind yeah. of you use. Or I remember using orange peels and the advertisement or the joke was always that, oh, it keeps your clarinet fresh. But the problem to me was that the humidity would spike up really high and then it would kind of level off for a few days and then it would like fall off and you would never really know when it fell off. And, and then sometimes you'd open your case, and you'd find moldy orange peels, and it's like, okay, I guess I didn't practice enough this week, <laughs> you know. But I mean, this... I mean you're adding water, Sean. That yeah. I mean, water and instruments are never a good mix. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually with my guitar. There's those ones that you can stick in the in the sound hole, mm. um, and I've had problems before where I was using that, and I noticed afterwards that some water had actually dripped down inside the instrument. Yeah which is basically the last thing you want to have happen with an expensive wooden guitar hanging on the wall. So, so yeah, I, 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 well, you can't see it, but I'm surrounded by guitars here. Uh, 
How many? Let's count them. Uh, what in this room? Uh, <laughs> in this room, that's a, such a guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got them in my bedroom as well. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got six here, twelve hanging around me. Wow. Yeah, love that. I've got six here that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the thing with with humidity, uh, at least the control part of it is, regardless of where you live, humidity is going to fluctuate, and the whole point is 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 keeping your instrument stable, right? So that this that all the factories that we visited with the team, they all do the same, regardless of what they make. Uh, if it's a a Bose or it's it's a clarinet or it's a guitar they all try to get to i mean between 48 to 55 percent humidity and they put money in there to to actually build at that state and it turns into uh wood turns into a stable product right because it's alive just think of uh, uh if you've got a wooden door uh, in my case, I've got a wooden door downstairs. Uh, it's it's going to start dragging a little bit in October, November. It just expands. Yeah. And then in summer, it's, it's you know, smooth, open, close. Ooh, it's the same for a guitar, right? I, I was uh, explaining something. I was, you know, Taylor makes these really nifty little things from the sound holes, right? So it's it's a coaster. Right, so if if I take uh, just a glass with ice in it and water, and I put it on here, within because they haven't treated this, within a minute, this thing is gonna start moving, and it's the same for a guitar, right? Um, I had this wonderful discussion with the uh, repair guys from Taylor, and they said. If we get a, a humidity issue crack, it, it might be, you know, crack in, in, in the actual guitar or a glue joint that comes loose or anything like that. The, the first thing we do is we put a, a humidity control pack in a case or multiple humidity control packs in a case. We close the case and we leave it for two weeks. And then we repair. It's the same for uh, in Paris, Buffet Campon. Uh, they had uh, similar stuff where, where, where they literally say, we, first we humidify, then we repair. Also, so also for the... the wood, right? Yeah. And that's hardwood. So, so that's slower in reaction. Um, and then you have the little... Uh, I, I'm sure there's a name for that. The little leather pads... Uh, on, on on certain instruments, on the instru uh, yeah, they're just pads, like on the on the keys. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if they if they're overly dry, there's gonna air is gonna be passing through. So you want them at a certain level as well. The the whole point is not necessarily damage control. The whole point is having your instrument in top shape. Yeah, and I noticed that. You know, it's funny because. Um, Everyone knows that scent. If they've bought a new clarinet, like you open the case, it's got that kind of nice woody, just, I don't know, new clarinet smell. Maybe you couldn't call it right. But I find that this really kind of prolongs that too and, and almost indefinitely because everything just feels, I don't know, fresh. It doesn't get that sort of dry, musty case sort of feeling that you, know, you might have encountered before. And 
Yeah, let's let's not talk about the the boys who played brass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually, this is an interesting question though that I've never thought about before. Um, do these have validity for brass players to bring down the humidity after they play and prevent they, that kind of disgusting? They they do. It, it, it's just where do we place them? I mean, there's ideas in our head of of trading this cone-like product and then uh, putting something in there that actually would have some scent to it. Uh, because some brass players just, you know, they go full on and not necessarily the classical guys, but the, but the ones who play uh, other types of popular music, they would do a gig, uh, sweat away on stage, they get off stage, that thing goes in the case and doesn't open up for another four days. And I can promise you, I've, I, I, it's funky. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yes. So what is the suggested then, like I know what I use, but what is the suggested percentage for clarinetists versus like using it for reeds or guitar? I mean, like overall, every instrument builder that we talk to says 49. Yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> that's the one I like too. That was told to me by Maury Bakun, by the way. He was like, yeah, that's what we use. When I first came on, I was like, okay, well, I'll try. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of guys, uh, especially in Paris suddenly, who were buying these uh, woodwind reed ones uh, and were putting in 72s. I honestly don't know why they do this, yeah, but they do. That's a small pack too. So I, I've had this before where I, I wasn't specific with the student and I said, go buy a, you know, one of these things. And they would come back with one of the tiny little you know, reed ones. And I'm like, oops, I, uh, I meant to say that. Uh, the reed <laughs> ones, uh, they work well in, in very small containers, right? They, 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 uh, we got them in, in, in uh, multiple percentages, but then for reeds, you know, there they are. That's a 72. So that's, that's the size. Yeah. Yeah. That just makes size sure size. that you don't have to wet your reed. And then we, if, if you're a gigging music, uh, musician, we've got them at plus 80% as well. Uh, so it's, it's just, you take out multiple reeds in night. If, if, you know, if yeah. you want that. The way I was told to me, I think Michael Lonestern told me this, but you can use like 64 to 72 for the reeds that you're storing. And then for the, your active read case, like for the reads you're playing on that night at the gig, like I think it was 84. Yeah, 84. yeah, that's correct. But that will mold, though, if you don't watch it. You know, well, if they're so dry, it won't. If they're dry. I yeah, mean, it's a really mine, dry piece of wood, a read. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, I keep mine in here. I'm normally playing on synthetics, but I've been trying some, some cane ones just to, you know, test these out. And uh, I guess my next question is, how do you know when it's time to replace? I often go with kind of if they're soft and kind of pliable, they're okay, but... This one's gotten crunchy a little bit, so yep. that would be time. That's that's yeah. okay. the only thing that's that's the residue at the end of its life cycle is uh, it's salt. That's salt. That's what's left. Salt. Uh, and then there are these recyclable, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. You can throw this in the recycle. Uh, you can throw this in the recycle. Um, what, what do we are? It's yeah. it's a poor man's margarita. <laughs> Just add a bit of lime, open it up, and drink it up. <laughs> Look, I got a new one already. There <laughs> nice. So I didn't know they were recyclable. That was one of my questions. I was excited. Yeah, to there's there's there's, there's nothing toxic in there. We get that question all the time nowadays. Um, there's there's literally nothing say, oh, toxic so in there. Wasteful to use these things, and I yeah, I didn't know it was recyclable. But um, 
another question then are they reusable because i've heard some people they put it in, in like a very moist environment yeah um, it's not gonna work you're, you can't really it doesn't work like that no it's so not gonna work we we don't know where our, our packs will end up so on average we we've got this one guideline where we say it's gonna work a hundred percent definitely for three months it might work a couple months longer but that as as a guideline three months is is a hundred percent you they're gonna be great i find i can push four or five but then it's yeah kind of it depends on where you are yeah and it's one of those things where it's like are you familiar with that like a uh, golden goose uh parable or whatever it is no you know what this so there's this parable or story or whatever where this 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 guy's got a goose that lays golden eggs and so every oh. day he gets a golden egg and he sells an egg and he's getting rich but one day he gets impatient and he's like i just want I want more eggs so he, he kills the goose to get the eggs and then quickly finds himself without any eggs and so he didn't do himself any service by not having patience i guess is the you know <laughs> so for me it's like well if i try to save money by letting these things run longer i'm risking damaging my yeah. so what's the point <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like a ge- it sounds like a german folk story it may be yeah my wife has this book of romanian folk stories ah, here you go know, that, that, yeah. she, that she was read oh no they are german ah here she you was go read when she was a kid and uh, she was excited to read them to our kids and then she opened the book and she's like oh my god these are terrifying <laughs> i'm telling you dude i'm telling you those stories <laughs> the grim brothers there's there's a little there's a little uh village I can't remember the name for the life of me now, but there's a there's a, a distributor somewhere uh, called Music Meyer, and they they're very close to the where the Grimm brothers used to live. So I bought the book. I mean, with the original stories, uh, where everything that Disney later came out with. I mean, Grimm came out with with the core stories, but they're f- full of blood and gore. <laughs> Yeah, it's, is this the one with the little? It's like a jester on the front kind of thing. Is that what it? Uh, I to search what it yeah. is. Like, I, we obviously never read the kids the books because it's like, yeah, you open it up and it's like, little Jimmy didn't watch his fingers around the saw, and there's like a bleeding hand in the next picture. I'm like, what? What, what was going on back in like the you know <laughs> whenever this that's was written? Funny. This was appropriate for kids. It's so wacko, but yeah, no, that's really interesting. So, basically, sort of summarize here for those listening. About every three months, forty nine percent for the clarinets. Pick the one for the reeds. Obviously, synthetic reeds don't need humidification. No. Um, and then they're recyclable. That's really that's really good green <laughs> knowledge. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and on the other side, do, do you want anything that has uh, you know a, a real chemical component next to your instrument? No, you don't. Yeah, that was another question you kind of answered for me because I was wondering, well, what you know, if it's so magical, I mean what exactly is in here that, and is, is this something that's kind of relatively dangerous but it doesn't sound no like it, so. no no it's not i imagine it's proprietary but like can we share a little bit about how does it do this then i mean is it it's it it's literally literally the formula and the type of uh saturated salts okay. that you use it, it it's like anything it's a recipe so it's almost like osmosis yeah the air or something then it's like a yeah and then like, of course there's the there's the nifty part to it um this is not just uh, a bag uh, that is made out of paper. So it's got a layer on top that actually breathes. Oh, so that's the nifty part of it. And it's very hard to replicate, by the way. Same with this. Uh, these pouches, why do we put them on the, in there? Because we don't want people to scratch their instrument. 
Um, and then the inside has a, a kind of a neat layer in there and it actually breathes. So it allows water vapor to go through, but it doesn't allow water to go, go through. So if in any, uh, you know, and with clarinetists, it's probably not gonna gonna happen. But like with a guitar or a violin, you you got strings, and the strings have have pointy edges on it. If by accident, and it it you know, if it punctures uh, the pack, the water will not go through this. That's also inf- interesting information because I I always thought these were just for aesthetics. No, 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 uh, definitely not. Practical. Uh, uh, the one nifty thing we did is we made the, the, the cloth uh, so soft that it, 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 it's actually almost like a polish. You can actually polish your, your instrument with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And this is the one we were talking about just before the call. So this is good, I think, in like a clarinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarinet, violin, all the, all these. Th- and then you can bend it as well. If it's a clarinet, you can, you can bend it. But this, doesn't this also attach to your guitar? Yes, for the yeah. Guitar you case? can do... Uh, in front of the sound hole. Right, you can do something like this. Yeah. Right, this is, uh, oh, is a, what is, is this? A, uh, this is a Fender Acoustasonic. Um, and, and the big difference here is this is a, uh, this is for display products. So this is closed and then the other side literally goes into the sound hole. So the inside, even if it's, if your guitar is displayed, it goes into the sound hole. Okay. But that's the one way. In the, well, it's, not, it's still a two-way pack, but it only goes into the guitar. This one would kind of try to humidify the whole room, right? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. no, that's never going to work. Yeah, so this would be kind of... So this is the one clarinetists want, is that sort of soft pouch. So, yeah, that's, gonna, um, that's going in a case or a bag. I'm excited to say that Clarinet listeners, we actually have a coupon now if you're interested in checking these out for yourself. I think it's just Clarinet at bovadainc.com, right? Correct. And um, it's good for, like we said, you know, your clarinet guitar, cigar, spices, cannabis, whatever you use or don't use. Um, but you can access different versions of these, different types. I mean, I think it's really cool. And, you know, you make me think actually for my kitchen, I've got a lot of spices and stuff that I, you know, sometimes you pay a lot of money for these things. Yeah, clear. I really should try because I'll open something up and, oh, you know, this got kind of old and doesn't really taste good anymore. It, it, so it works with the physical taste of food products too then, right? Like it, it, It's neutral because it's, it's, it's water vapor that comes out and it's purified water. So again, it won't affect taste. Uh, I, it will not alter taste. That's what I'm trying to say. Taste. It yeah. will preserve it. Yeah. Really cool. Well, we've got eight people here, which is great. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. Um, I want to open up the floor for a few minutes at the end here. I would do the lightning round, but, you know, I just did that with Guy on my other podcast. Uh, it's a similar lightning round, not exactly the same. But um, if you are enjoying this conversation and want to learn more about how to use Bovida products with your guitar, or I think we talked more about cannabis and cigar stuff on that episode, too. Um, you can check that out at okpodcast.com. That is a Radiohead podcast, so we did talk extensively about Radiohead. songwriting and music and Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so if you have questions, let's open up the floor for you know 10 or 15 minutes here and um, ask some listener questions about Bovida products or how to use them or any questions that you may have. Uh, go ahead and either post them in the chat there or I would like to invite you to join on the call if you can find the button to do that <laughs> you'd like to join 
Is that it? We got seven people here. No questions. We we answered all the questions. I feel like a, the teacher I mean, it, it, class. It, 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 it's you pretty. Have some questions. <laughs> let's let's be honest. It's pretty foolproof. Uh, yeah. I mean, true. it's such a, it's such an easy thing to use. It it's. I mean, it's fairly yeah. inexpensive to use. It's easy to use. It's it's uh, and it, it it goes well with any wooden instrument. That's 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 basically the core message here. Well, and I really appreciate you guys sponsoring the show. I uh, It's funny because I always go looking for sponsors that are like really niche because, you know, as a podcast, you get all kind of ridiculous requests to sponsor. It's like, ah, from HelloFresh here, I'd like to, you know, and it's like, well, I know that we all eat, but like, it's not really a niche product, you know? <laughs> so, um, well, you're the first, really you're, the, you're the first podcast we actually uh, endorse. Uh, oh, really? from that sense because it's, it's, it's been really a quest for us to talk with manufacturers first so we spent most of our time uh, making videos with them and they're very verbal about you know what is so close to their heart is, 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 is that instrument they, they make the instrument in a certain environment and then they put it in a case or a box or, or a, a plastic bag for that matter and it just leaves uh, the factory, and they haven't got a clue where it's going to end up. Yeah, yeah. I know with Bakun, when we ship, I think all wooden clarinets, but especially the custom clarinets, they get one of these in the case for that reason. You know, it was just manufactured in, in, you know, in a controlled environment and assembled to specification, and it heads off on overnight shipping somewhere, and it's like we don't know what's going to happen to it or what it's going to see. We yeah, and in, in, in some cases, when it goes overseas, it, 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 I mean, it travels by boat, and then it comes in, and people look at these little packs, and, and, and they're suspicious. They, they think it's, it's going to be something chemical, right? And, and these instruments will then stay... Uh, you know, near a body of water, meaning the sea, for like 10 days. I mean, for an instrument, that's a disaster. Um, so stuff like that happens. I'm seeing a, a question from Bill here. And he's asking 8, 40, 60, 70. Uh, those are grams. So that's, that's the, uh, for large part, that's the amount of water that's in there. Yeah, so the question was, let's explain the measurements. Uh, so your question is, is concentric on, on the actual volume in there. But the most important uh, thing you have to look for, regardless of where you would buy them, is the actual percentage. That's where you have to put your focus on. They're all going to work for, I mean, three months and plus. They're all going to work three months and plus. Uh, but that, that's the actual volume. And we had to differ certain uh, volumes because, you know, case sizes. You can still bend them, but, you know, for a bow, I, bending bending that, that pack and then putting it in a, in a bow uh, thing uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, a, another neat thing. They all come in plastic like this, right? If you open it up, it's active. If it's inside the plastic, this thing is going to last for years and years and years. So it's only when you open up the packet that, that you have an active product. And then we have certain areas like the, if we sell to New Zealand or Singapore or India for that matter, uh, we have a, a, a high absorption pack as well, which basically sucks in uh, more humidity and, it, and it, it gets bulky, right? 
So you say it's more about the humidity, but isn't it true that a small mini one like this is going to work a lot harder and last less long in a bigger case? Well, if, it, if it's a small, we, we specifically made these for small containers. Yeah, like read. So it's going to work space. fine. I mean, yeah. yes, if, if you put this in and you expect your guitar to be humidified, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to go faster. So this is a 70 gram, I think. Let me just check uh, Yeah. Um, and so maybe let's just define. So for a single clarinet case, but that's a big one. Yeah. I use one uh, of these for a single case, two for yeah. a double case. And then for reeds, I use a single one of the small yeah, this perfect. Eight gram pack. So this is maybe an eight gram. And then I think this is a 70 gram. That's a 70. Double check. Yeah, because they have a double. There's one of these. It's like a large pack or something that's a double, and then it you fold it, but it's yeah, double yeah. Long. We've got a double we've long. got a double, which is which is actually a, uh, a guitar uh, product, but that's gonna work. And then you just lay them on top, and you're fine. As long as you don't, as long as you don't crush uh, the packets by closing the lid. Uh, so just make sure that you, I mean, there's a little bit of space so you don't, you don't hard press them on the instrument. Yeah. Most cases, like I use a BAM case. And one reason I like to use the BAM case is because it's a little bit temperature resistant from all that foam. And so where I live, it's very cold. But the other reason I like to use it is it's pretty much seems like it's airtight and it's a smaller area of air. Yeah. Um, the, the Marcus Bonner cases are really nice, but there are a lot more air and I think they aren't as airtight, but yeah, the Marcus Bonner cases, they, they've been buying from us for I mean, the better part of two and a half years now, I, there's, a, there's a whole line of their products that goes out with, with, with uh, our packs standard in there. Uh, with BAM cases, they're, they're good friends of ours. Again, I went to their factory in the north of France. I mean, for s certain applications, they, their customers definitely use it. Uh, we don't have a standard solution for their cases at this moment in time. I'm sure it's going to happen. Okay, yeah, and then I just put them up at the top of the case where there's like that place to put your pencils or yeah, whatever that works. they have there. I put the two of them up there and just leave it. And um, I used to have a hygrometer in my case because I was worried about it. But honestly, it was always at about 49. So yeah. I just kind of stopped using that. And if they get crinkly, though, I just replace them. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yeah. Or just set a reminder or something like that. So thank you for the, the only the, the, the only thing where, where the hygrometer still makes sense i mean if you continuously use uh, a humidifier in there uh preferably 2a1 uh is is in the beginning the case the cases can be dry by itself uh they also there's there's also quite a lot of wood and foam in there i mean uh especially with guitarists we we ask them to cure the guitar case uh, which we would give them a spike of, of moisture, and then you start using a regular product. Awesome. Well, if that's all the questions, um, this was a really great, really informative conversation. I'm really pleased to have you guys on as a sponsor now. And uh, anyone listening, don't forget, you can go to bovadainc.com and save 10% with that code Clarinet. And like I was saying, don't forget that if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed this conversation, want to learn more about the guitars and other things, um, and you're maybe even a Radiohead fan, go check out the other show, OK Podcast. I think it was episode 18, but I'll have to double check. Do you have anything else to add that like is a question that I wouldn't think to ask? Or like, what do you think of past makers like Stradivarius would have thought of these back in the day? 
I mean, <laughs> for these guys, it's, it was probably a godsend. You know, a case was, I, God knows how they stored it. It was probably stored in another wooden box, which, which, which was going to leak on left, right and center, I think. And, and the amount of varnish on, on these instruments was, I, I mean, there was not a lot of varnish. You wanted the wood to vibrate, right? It must have been an issue. Yeah. That's surprising that actually, I want to say as many of them made it to the present day as they did, but maybe that's the problem. Maybe there would be a lot more if they had had something like, you know, to actually yeah. properly deal with that. That's interesting. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, Guy, for coming on the podcast. And um, absolute pleasure. Really awesome conversation. Lovely today also to have people tuning in live. You know, great to have the questions and great to have the live interaction here. That's really fun. And uh, these interviews will continue now. I've got one with Cornell Volak coming up. Um, there's one from someone from Clarinet Fest who is playing um, uh, a Carl Stockhausen piece, which will be really cool. Barbara's her first name. I'm not going to try and pronounce her last name right now. I'll look into that in a minute. <laughs> um, and who else is coming on? I'm going to do a Stanley Drucker Memorial episode. And also the book club will be starting up again with uh, my thoughts on the inner game of tennis. And the next book I will be announcing soon as well. But uh, yeah, lots coming up. So if you're enjoying this kind of stuff, do head over to clarinet.com slash live and subscribe to the podcast. And I uh, hope that you will tune in for more. Thank you again, Guy, for coming on the show. And thank you for those tuning in here today. The Clarinet Podcast is brought to you in part by one of my favorite products ever, Bova the Two-Way Humidity Control Packs. I live in a super dry and cold climate in Canada, and so taking care of my instruments is a real challenge. However, it's effortless with Bovida. Every three months, I just replace the Bovida pack in my case, and I know my clarinets will be comfy and cozy inside. If you use cane reeds, there's also a mini version that fits inside most reed cases and keeps your reeds at their best, so they're ready to play when you are. Check out Bovida's offerings for clarinetists at bovidainc.com and use code CLARINET at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. Click the link in the description below to learn more.